Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. And today on Wealth Made Simple, I am going to cover with you some of the foundations you need in order to be able to create wealth. And wealth is a topic uh, that has different connotations and different meanings to different people. Some people might say having wealth is having more money. Some people might say having wealth is having a healthy family. Uh, or some people might, might say having uh, wealth is having freedom. And many others, by the way, feel free to uh, send in your thoughts on what wealth means to you. But specifically today, I'm talking about creating financial wealth uh, and some of the things you ought to do in order to be able to create that. Uh, and I think what people sometimes and some people sometimes are guilty of is they want things to happen quickly and creating wealth isn't something that happens overnight. It happens one step at a time, one activity at a time, one day at a time. Uh, so you need to be patient, you need to stay on course and you need to persevere in order to be able to create the wealth that you want to create, which is obviously going to be uh, in line with whatever your financial goals are and I'll obviously talk about that uh, a bit later on and quite often some people might say well I wasn't born rich or I don't have enough money uh, so how am I meant to create more wealth uh, when I can just about survive uh, and as true as that may be uh, I know lots of people including myself by the way uh, who started off with pretty much nothing at ground zero. Uh, so building wealth, most importantly, is a mindset. Uh, and once you get the mindset right, then everything else follows in situ one by one. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to share with you is you need to get to know your money inside out. And by what by that, what I mean is get to understand your income and your expenditure. And I've lost count now of the number of people I've spoken to uh, where I've said, how much exactly do you spend each single day, week, month on different types of activity? And broad brush, someone can tell you that they spend X amount on their mortgage. Uh, they can tell you what their council tax is, mortgage or rent, by the way, uh, or how much they're spending on council tax, a bit on food. But there are so many other uh, costs that they spend money on that they aren't fully aware uh, and it served them well in the past by the way and I, I think it's going to serve you well as well in fact I don't think I'm pretty uh, confident it's going to serve you well to track all of your expenditure line by line so how much money are you spending on tea coffee eating out takeaways soft drinks chocolate if you smoke cigarettes other things that that you might do, good or bad habits. Uh, and once you can list out everything that comes in, which usually for most people is a salary uh, after they've paid tax on it, uh, and then look at what's going out, uh, you can then obviously budget and manage properly. And remember, if you run out 
of cash or you're spending more cash than coming in, do not turn to credit cards uh, because if you can't pay your credit card debts, they charge a lot of interest. So it might seem like a good idea at the start and you might think you're pretty smart by doing balanced transfers, uh, but that those uh, mechanisms soon run out and those options soon run out uh, and then it's hard to keep up. Uh, in fact, I was talking to somebody last week uh, and they were telling me they had, uh, I think, about £4,000 uh, in credit card debt and they'd be they'd be making a certain amount of repayments every single month, which is pretty much the minimum payment. Uh, and after about five years, uh, they'd paid back four times as much as they owed, so £16,000. And when they called up the credit card company, they were told they still owe £2,500. So initial debt, 4000 after quite a few years, uh, they owed more than half of it back, even though they had paid four times back. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it can add up uh, very, very quickly in terms of the interest charges. Uh, so be careful of credit cards and credit card debt. I mean, if you're disciplined and you pay up your credit card every single month, uh, all well and good, but situations change, circumstances change. Uh, things are working well today, you might lose your job tomorrow, you might uh, have to take a pay cut uh, or a different job uh, and things uh, won't be the same. So you've got to make sure that, that you're in charge of your finances and tracking uh, your expenditure is going to be an eye-opening experience for you. Now, I kid you not, simply because you're going to be able to see exactly what you spend money on and where money is going out and you'll soon see, well, I'm spending this much money on coffee or cigarettes or eating out, takeaways, whatever you might be doing or, you know, different online subscriptions. We're all guilty of signing up to different things all the time, be it uh, something to do with Netflix, Amazon or something else, by the way. I just use those two as an example because they seem to be quite popular. Yeah, and you can quickly see if you actually cut your expenditure which you can do reasonably easy and obviously this doesn't apply to every single person because if you're out there and you're uh, pretty disciplined with your finances uh, then you're probably you haven't got that much wastage but most people generally have some form of wastage and if you can cut that and reduce it uh, then you can start using that money to start investing uh, and getting a return on the funds yeah as opposed to obviously just spending it every single month and being on the hamster wheel, if you know what I mean, and it's the same thing. Uh, you know, there's more month left after the money uh, and it's always a struggle. Uh, so to manage your finances, get to know your money and see exactly where it's being spent. And most importantly, look at the leakages and see how you can stop them. So that that's the first tip for you. The second one is invest in yourself uh, and this is most important and i'm sure you've heard many of the, the different sayings that the best return is on the uh, investment you make in investing in yourself uh, and that i uh, from my own experience uh, that is one of the most truest things ever uh, simply because uh, when you invest in yourself you improve your mindset you improve your outlook on life you generally tend to become more positive. You generally tend to become more committed, more dedicated. And I, even if you're, let's say, pretty relaxed about life and the way that you do things, and even if you procrastinate, uh, once you learn more, you're compelled to do more, 
even though it might take you a long time. So there are some people who, who've learnt a lot, and if you ask them, they'll say they, they're guilty of not having implemented everything that they've learnt, but they've implemented enough to have a clear return on the investment that they made in the knowledge that they've gained. And of course, it helps you to become a better person. It helps you gain confidence. It helps you to share your knowledge with other people. So this isn't just about you having a return for yourself. Uh, there's a wider perspective here, which is that you can help and support other people out there uh, who are on a journey uh, and your support might just make that small difference. And I'm sure you've had some experience in life where you've given somebody some advice and they come back to you after a period of time and say, that's that thing that you told me at the time and you said it was just a, a small piece of advice. Uh, I actually implemented it and it's really had a profound impact on my life. So investing in yourself uh, is uh, f- a phenomenal thing to do. And quite often uh, when I talk to people, the number one uh, excuse that they give is, I don't have time. Don't have time to read books, uh, work on self-development, personal development, watch webinars, go on courses, have a coach, some kind of a mentoring group, so on and so forth. Uh, and yet, if you ask them to track their phone to see how much time they've spent on social media, not learning by the way, but just interacting, engaging, looking at stuff, and how much time they spent watching documentaries for example or movies or other stuff uh, or sit around and you know with their friends uh, talking about stuff which might not necessarily improve their outlook in life and lo and behold they have more hours than they need and the simple step about investing in yourself is all you need to do is if you don't have time a make time but even if it's just spending an hour a week okay which is 52 hours uh, a year, just learning about something that you want to get better at. So, obviously, if it's wealth creation, you want to learn about wealth, you want to learn about money ma- management, if you're interested in business, obviously, learn about entrepreneurship, if you want to become a better speaker, learn about speaking, a better writer, learn about writing and everything that, that entails. Yeah, and once you have the thirst and the quest for a particular topic, uh, you're naturally going to increase the number of time that you spend on that particular topic and then one hour a week might become two hours a week so on so forth uh, and that will that education and the learning uh, journey that you'll go on will have a profound impact on you and that will help you to obviously improve your life in whatever aspect you want to uh, improve it in. and this isn't just about money or wealth by the way uh, if you want to get closer to your personal belief, to God, obviously spend time doing that. If you want to uh, improve your relationships with your family and friends, commit to that. If you want to make a difference in your community or society, commit to that. Whatever your goal may be, uh, or your goals uh, as a plural, then commit to learning more about that and doing more about it. The third one, which I think is probably the most important uh, of all things that I share, is surround yourself with the right people. Uh, And you've probably heard people say in the past that your network is your net worth, uh, and that's absolutely true. So when you, if you want to become better at something, then be around people uh, who are better at that thing. 
so as a youngster, sometimes I, I used to uh, play snooker, and a friend of mine said to me, if you want to get better at playing snooker, play with somebody who's two or three times better than you. And my natural and first response was, well, they're going to beat me every time, and I don't want to lose. Uh, but they said the bigger thing is once you see them play and see how they actually play and uh, how they, they play the shots, how they think about the shots, uh, then you're going to up your game or improve your game naturally. Uh, and that was one of the best pieces of advice I've learned. And obviously I've taken that and implemented it in a, in a wider perspective. Uh, so depending on what you're looking to do, my advice to you is surround yourself with people who are positive, uh, people who actually want to do stuff, uh, and people who actually know about something that you want to either know more about or you want to get better at. Uh, and that's really going to change your own... Because we all have self-limitations. Let's be honest about that. Uh, and what we thought we could achieve, let's say, 10 years ago, if you look back, uh, most of us, I guess those who've implemented stuff, would say that glass ceiling that they had uh, soon became the floor. Uh, and now they've broken through a number of glass ceilings. Uh, and for others, it may be that the glass ceiling that they had still remains the glass ceiling. And the difference between those two people, generally speaking, is the first one would have learnt stuff and then implemented it, and the second one uh, would have given in to the self-imposed limitations, and they are self-imposed, by the way, uh, and would have just said, I can't do this. And generally, people give you a whole host of reasons why that may be. Sometimes just oh, I don't have the education. Sometimes just, I don't have the confidence. Sometimes I don't have the skills. Don't have the time. Don't have the interest. The inclination. There's always don't have something, uh, and replace that with I do have something, whatever that thing may be. Uh, and at, all too often, I find people have self-imposed limitations, which are really limitations in their own mind. Those probably don't really stop them going out there and achieving what they really want to achieve and what they could achieve, but because they already mentally give in, well, then the game's over. You're not going to be able to, you know, I think whether the, the quotation's right or not, uh, it's quoted often enough uh, that Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Uh, so whether that's authentic or not, uh, that's not the topic of this conversation, but those words okay, uh, are as true as any other word spoken, because if you believe you can do it, then you're going to find a way of doing it. And if you feel, think, believe, understand, uh, comprehend that you can't do it, and because you've already given up, you're not going to do it. It's as simple as that. So these three are the initial mindset things uh, that I think you need to address, overcome, adopt, uh, embrace, to help you move forward then moving on from this it's important that you have a healthy relationship with money uh, and you generally speaking uh, in the UK money is a subject most people don't like talking about uh, they, they, they want to keep it private uh, and they're not comfortable and I don't mean sharing all your finances with every single person that you meet uh, wherever you go but have conversations about money and be comfortable with it and talk about money to your life partner if you have one, your family, your friends. Just just generally so that you're comfortable talking about money because like I said, most people aren't comfortable 
talking about money. They have an aversion to it. Uh, and money likes those people who are comfortable with money. And Kiran and I did a whole topic on some of the things money likes. Uh, and if you haven't listened to that, uh, go back and find it. Uh, and hopefully you'll find that uh, useful. And there'll be some things in there which you probably haven't thought of. And if you implement and adopt them, you'll be able to adapt your life uh, into having a relationship with money that is m more healthy than it may be right now. The second thing, which is a really hard thing to do, by the way, uh, is you need to remove from your mind the stories you heard as a child. And these usually are the ones with negative thoughts, negative connotations. So most people who've come from a, like a, let's say, a working class uh, or a uh, background tend to, and I'm one of those, by the way, uh, tend to be brought up with stories where they hear money doesn't grow on trees, money's hard to come by, uh, we're only working to pay the bills, those people who have lots of money usually end up doing something bad to get the money, uh, money makes money, so if you're not rich, you're not going to be, going to be able to make a lot of money, uh, you can only make money if you're really clever, uh, you can only make money if you've got a lot of education, uh, and some of those things might be true, by the way, especially with education may help you to some extent. Uh, but it's not the be all end all because education isn't just about going to uh, sixth form or college or post 16, I think it's called today, uh, nowadays, uh, or going to university. Education is a lifelong skill. And just because you haven't been to university, it doesn't mean it ought to hold you back uh, because you can self educate yourself on the things that are important to you to help you achieve your goals. And so many times I, I talk to people where they've got a degree in something and they say, oh, apart from if you're, let's say, if they're a doctor, dentist, uh, or, or something where you have to have a degree, uh, most other professions, uh, people say the degree that they did served them no real purpose in doing what they are doing at that time uh, or what they might do in the future. Uh, so don't let the... Uh, misfortune, if I can call it that, or the lack of opportunity of not being able to have uh, access to higher education, uh, whether that was a choice or it wasn't a choice, stop you achieving what you want to do. So coming back to the stories, uh, those stories tend to hold us back. Uh, and those stories end up forming who we, uh, we are as a person. So you need to uh, work on yourself to diminish and eradicate those stories from your mind uh, so they don't hold you back and have a mindset of abundance where you believe, feel that you deserve all the success that you work towards and that money is something and wealth is something that's achievable uh, and if you do the right things at the right time in the right way that you'll have your fair share uh, and your worthy share and once you change that the way that, that you think, then your relationship with money, the things that you think about in terms of money, how you act, how you behave, how you do things with money will soon start changing. And of course, with, as I'm talking about stories, that kind of three forms of stories, generally speaking, there are those stories that you hear from other people, whatever they might be, 
uh, there are stories that you tell to other people uh, and the third one is the stories that you tell yourself and that third form the stories that you tell yourself uh, is the most important form in terms of defining who you are and defining who you could be uh, because if you're caught up in regular routine frequent negative self-talk uh, then your outlook generally speaking in life and towards what's happening uh, out in the inner world tends to be negative but if you're telling yourself positive stories uh, about how good things are how much better they may be uh, if you do certain things how much opportunity there is out there how much abundance exists out there uh, and all the other positive things you could do then generally speaking your outlook will be positive and if it's positive uh, then you'll be in a better frame of mind uh, because I'm sure you'll agree when you're in a negative frame of mind uh, your level of achievement and attainment is going to be nowhere near as good as when you're in a positive mindset and you're, you believe uh, that the world is your oyster Anything's achievable as long as you put your mind to it. So it's very important that we all frame, reframe uh, the stories that we tell ourselves in terms of whatever we're looking to do. And especially when it comes to wealth creation, uh, because I think uh, the majority uh, of this particular uh, pursuit, if I can call it that, uh, or self-pursuit is mindset. And it's, I mean, it's difficult to put a percentage but I'd say you know anything above 50% maybe 60-70% is mindset uh, some would even say maybe 80% mindset and the remainder is implementation so once the mindset's right the belief system's right uh, then you're more likely to act and do things and achieve them and the third one linked to this particular subtopic is the belief that only rich people invest money and only they can make money because money makes money and I have no money. So if I have no money, how am I meant to make more money? And I'm only working here to pay the bills uh, and I can just about make ends meet. Uh, and like I said earlier, uh, there's more months left than the money. Uh, and that's how it's been for the last 5, 10, 15, however long years. It was, it was the same for my parents. It's the same for the people that I'm surrounded with and by. Uh, so it ain't going to get any better quickly. Uh, and you need to change that particular mindset uh, and find ways and it's, and it's never easy by the way and everybody's situation is different and it's easy for me to sit here and share ideas with you I have no idea uh, what you're going through right now uh, and you might be going through a very difficult time uh, where really uh, there's you feel in your mind maybe there's no way out uh, or maybe it's not that bad but you're just not taking uh, enough of the right steps to change your particular situation. Uh, so this particular topic is aimed at those who have the opportunity to change things uh, and they have the flexibility but they just don't realise. Those who are out there who are really struggling and living on, on the breadline, it's harder for them uh, and I get that. Uh, but if you have some scope and you look at your money management and you budget and find out where those leakages are uh, and look at how you can stop those leakages and then start investing that money 
Yes, it's going to be a long, windy, bendy road. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. If you're investing £100 a month, uh, you're not going to be recouping an additional £100 a month that quickly uh, in using the more traditional uh, methods of investment. But over time, you'll start seeing a return. So slow and steady wins the race. But having that mindset that only rich people invest uh, and money makes money and I have no money, so therefore I'm already uh, not on an evil key, even keel, so how am I supposed to move forward isn't going to help you move forward whatsoever. So those are the bits that I wanted to cover with you uh, in the first half. Just talk about, you know, get closer to your own money and see how it works. Invest in yourself because that pays you the best return. Surround yourself with the right people who are positive and who know about things that you want to know about. Uh, become comfortable with talking about money. Try to as best as you can and you can seek external help from uh, counselling and uh, other people to assist you with having a healthy mindset about money and removing those negative stories that you heard as a child yeah, and moving on from the mindset that only rich people invest and only rich people have money because that could not be further from the truth. Yeah, so we're going to go towards a short break and after the break I'll then share with you some implementable uh, tips which you can use to start becoming wealthy. So, so in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about uh, the things you can implement very quickly uh, to change your financial situation uh, and to attract more wealth. The first one, which might seem very obvious, uh, but it's the obvious stuff that works and it's the obvious stuff that people miss, is don't spend more money than you earn. And again, I've lost count of the number of people I speak to uh, who top up how much they need every month by taking some kind of a loan or maxing out their credit cards and getting deeper and deeper into debt. Uh, and the wealthy look at them, study them, observe them, talk to them, okay, live within their means and well within their means. They, they are disciplined about how much money they actually spend uh, and it's tempting once you get a pay rise to think okay now where, where can I spend the additional pay rise uh, because we all are guilty of some extent or to some extent and I say all I mean the majority of the trappings of life somebody wants a bigger house bigger better car or a different car more holidays or a holiday more clothes better clothes a watch so on so forth whatever somebody's desire might be and different people obviously are uh, attracted to different things uh, but it's you know being patient okay makes a huge difference so just don't spend uh, the the pay rise using the early example that i shared with you uh, just because you weren't one look at how you can invest that so and look at all your expenditure and live within your means and the biggest thing you can do by the way here is to set a particular percentage towards the things that you're going to spend money on so you could say from your salary or your income uh, the maximum you're willing to uh, spend on your rent or your mortgage is 25% of your income 
could be thirty percent, could be thirty five percent. Different people will give, will give you a different number, but you choose what you think is the right number. The lower you keep it, the better, obviously. Uh, and then do the same for the other r- regular expenditure that you pay out. Set a cap and a limit, and then stay disciplined and stick to that. Uh, and that way, when once you've established the key expenditure that you have, uh, and you can then work out how much cash you have left over or how much money you have left over, and you can then invest that in some form of a return, uh, which will soon start increasing and improving. So that's step number one. Don't spend more money than you earn. The second one is linked to your mindset is understand and be clear on what wealth creation means to you and for you. So do you want to create wealth because you want lots of money in your bank account? Is it because you want to retire early? Is it because you want that bigger house, bigger, better car, uh, more holidays, so on and so forth? Is it because you want to provide for your family and create a legacy? Is it because you want to send your children, let's say, to private school? Is it because you want to help uh, the community around you? Uh, Is it some other uh, activity that you want to participate in? Is it because uh, you want to help uh, the people who need it most? Again, different people have a different motivation but understand learn what your motivation is and generally speaking the balance here tends to be kind of three ways Uh, let's say a third is about yourself what it means to you Uh, a third is about the people within your uh, circle uh, i.e your family and your friends and your neighborhood and your community Uh, and the final third uh, is uh, on a wider perspective uh, which is helping uh, people who are less fortunate. Uh, but you don't have to have it in, in that particular proportion. As I've just said, it doesn't have to be a third each. You do what's right for you, but understand what motivates you to create more wealth because that's what's going to keep you going. The third one is think about how you can make your money work for you. Uh, so obviously, if you spend it all, then there's nothing left at the end, end, end of the month. It's not working for you. And if you have that plan, by the way, uh, then you're not going to be uh, able to attract wealth uh, very quickly. But if you start saving money, uh, then you'll be able to track where you're... When I say save, I mean save and then invest. Uh, You can then start looking at once you have a certain size uh, or amount invested, you can then start looking at which uh, investment gives you the best return. Is it the stock market? Is it property? Is it buying gold, silver, buying watches? Whatever you might buy, which you feel, believe, will appreciate. And by the way, not every single watch appreciates. So if you're looking to invest in watches, make sure uh, you pick the ones that actually appreciate in value. Uh, But that won't give you uh, a cash flow or advantage. That's pure capital appreciation. So I always say, when you're making investments, always look for regular cash flow, i.e. monthly cash flow, and then capital appreciation should be seen as a bonus. But once you've got some size of a portfolio, which should be diversified, by the way, you shouldn't just put all your eggs in one one particular basket, then look at how can I make my money work harder for me so I don't have to work as hard. Uh, That should be part of the goal, uh, I believe and feel. 
and then with that you can then think about okay uh have a figure for how much is enough uh and then work towards that figure and say once i have this amount i can retire or i can work less or i can choose to do the work that i really enjoy or i can choose to work with the people i really want to work with or i can now do things without having to think about money and go out there and help the community and society at large uh but making your money work harder for you than you do yourself uh, is going to be a profound game changer for you. Fourth one is be patient. And by be patient, I mean give your investments time to grow uh, and expand and flourish. Uh, there's no real get-rich-quick scheme. And I'm not going to talk about any current ones that are out there uh, that people are talking about because uh, most of them end up failing miserably uh, and if you're like me uh, and you might try some of those uh, I'm one of those people where when I try them I fail miserably at it too uh, so I don't participate in any of those whatsoever I'd rather go for the traditional well-known well-trodden path where we know well I know uh, things have worked and lasted so the third uh, element is giving your investments sufficient time to grow the fourth one which is again a game changer is understanding the power and the benefit of compounding uh, so seeing how much money you make and when you invest and reinvest the return that you get and people generally kind of talk about this when it comes to interest uh, so i'll step away from that and just talk about uh, having an actual return on investment so let's say you spend or invest 100 pounds and your return is 8%. I'm just making that number up, by the way. Uh, and so that's £8 uh, a year. And let's say that's the actual, uh, as opposed to capital growth, uh, that's some form of income that, that you've received. Uh, and let's say you, you're going to pay some tax on it. Just keep it really simple. Uh, let's say you've got £6 left after having paid tax. That isn't the exact number, but I'm just sharing an example with you. Uh, and then you reinvest the six pounds and in year two, you know, you've got a hundred pounds plus 106 and then you apply the 8% growth on that, so on and so forth. So very slowly, but quickly after, in a way, you'll start seeing a compound effect on the return, on the return uh, that you generated. And that's going to compound your overall uh, return over a number of years. Uh, so don't underestimate the power of compounding, I think it's Warren Buffett who talks uh, about this uh, and talks about how he's created uh, a substantial amount of his wealth due to compounding, and that's investing and reinvesting, uh, rather than investing, getting a return and spending the return. Uh, curb that particular desire and reinvest it, and you'll see the real power of compounding. It in itself is a game changer. The sixth tip for you uh, to create a strong foundation uh, for creating wealth uh, is understanding the power of leverage. Uh, and leverage is, uh, when we're talking purely about wealth, is where you're using other people's resource. Uh, so let's say you're investing in property uh, and you've got £100,000 to invest and you realise you you can put £20,000 deposit on a, a particular house. Again, just making up the numbers to keep it really simple. Uh, so you uh, buy five houses by putting down uh, 20000 per house. 
and then you've got no moment left, uh, and then you stop. And what people tend to do, generally speaking, uh, is wait for some capital appreciation over, say, five years, and then they refinance, and then try and pull some more money out, uh, and then reinvest that. But why wait those five years? And it doesn't have to be five years, by the way, it could be a different period of time. But why wait that long? Uh, why not now try and find people who have money, but don't have time, and use their money and your knowledge, okay, uh, and invest with them using their money and your knowledge and that's how, how, that's how leverage works uh, in terms of money there's leverage in terms of network there's leverage in terms of knowledge resource so leverage doesn't just have to be about money but when we talk about uh, wealth creation then leveraging other people's network their know-how uh, and the access to funding uh, for money again is going to be a game changer for you over time number seven which i think is extremely important and we're all guilty of this by the way is don't compare yourself to other people's wealth goals uh, because then it's never going to be enough so you first compare to people who are your friends let's say then your, your peers then your neighbors and your relatives and then as you become more and more wealthy uh, you're always looking up 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 to the next person and in a way thinking you're not achieving enough and what you have is not sufficient yet when, when you look around what you've achieved is more than sufficient so being grateful and having gratitude for where you are and looking at people who are behind you on the journey okay uh, is going to give you more positive reward than thinking next 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 and trying to climb that greasy pole and ladder thinking what you have is not enough so don't compare your goals to anybody else be it their goals be bigger or smaller uh, compare your goals to yourself and what's important to you and that isn't just about wealth creation by the way this applies to all walks of life don't compare your life to anybody else's compare your life to what you want to achieve and think about what you want to improve if you want to improve it what you want to change if you want to change it uh, and stay within that confinement uh, you'll have more solace you'll have more gratitude and you'll see bigger and better results because uh, you'll be focusing on yourself rather than focusing on other people number eight is do not take shortcuts everybody wants a shortcut so when i'm uh, out there uh, out and about speaking uh, quite often i get asked what's the one thing that i can do to change my finances my business okay my uh, way of uh, thinking about wealth or my financial situation so on and so forth and if somebody doesn't ask about the one they usually ask about the, the, the three but there is no one and three by the way today I'm sharing with you uh, quite a few different uh, tips because uh, there are quite a few different tips and you have to implement pretty much all of them in order to see results so don't look for shortcuts look at what more can I do uh, to achieve what I'm looking to do rather than thinking what's the least that I can do because those who think least think lack those who think most think abundance and guess what the ones who are thinking abundance are the ones who achieve number nine is never stop learning uh, and you have heard the kind of reasonably well known saying the more you learn the more you earn uh, and that is absolutely true so learn about stuff that you're interested in uh, and a friend of mine uh, once told me uh, there's no such thing as uninteresting topics all there is is uninterested 
people. Uh, so learn about things that you're interested in uh, and improve your day every day by spending a bit of time learning about whatever you want to learn about. Whether you spend five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, uh, and the more time you spend, uh, the more fruitful it's going to be for you. Number ten is think about how you can create greater value to generate more wealth. So how can you make yourself more useful to the service of others? Because if you do that, you're creating more value, therefore you're more valuable. Then when we talk about leverage, when we talk about wealth goals, then when we talk about learning, all of these things interconnect with this thing here. Because when you have more value to people, uh, then people will be of more value to you because naturally they'll want to help and support you uh, to achieve what you're looking to achieve. So those are uh, the 10 points that I think you ought to know about. Now you might be asking, well, how do I go about creating more income? Uh, and I'll, I'll share some tips with you on that. Number one is if you're employed, think about having some kind of a business or a side business. And whatever business that that is, it's up to you. Uh, you choose what works for you. Number two, think about increasing your income, either through employment uh, or uh, through your business or through some other source uh, like using leverage, okay, like using investment, like cutting your uh, expenditure every month and investing that uh, and getting that to earn you income. Third, improve your skill set uh, in terms of wealth creation, in terms of money management, uh, in terms of uh, having a better mindset. The fourth one I already covered for you previously is create a budget and stick to that budget. Discipline means a lot. And Kiran and I have talked about in the past, success leaves clues. Well, the people who are most successful are the ones who are the most disciplined usually. So be disciplined. Uh, number five, have an emergency uh, fund. And that's for your rainy day because things might be good today. It doesn't mean they'll be good forever. Uh, so have a rainy day fund. Sixth is pay off your debts uh, because most likely they'll be accruing interest. Uh, and if they are, then you're paying interest, okay, which you could be saving and investing. So pay off your debt as quickly as you can. The seventh one I covered with you previously, live well below your means. People say within your means. I think you should live well be below your means and the rest of your means. Invest the surplus as best as you can. Uh, Invest in the stock market, you can invest in property, uh, create yourself a retirement plan uh, where you can save money and create income and wealth and that will help you retire earlier. Become comfortable in dealing with debt. And if you're in debt, and lots of people are in debt, uh, work a plan, as hard as it may seem, to get out of that particular situation. Uh, because it may be hard. Uh, but it's even harder if you stay in that particular situation. And finally, uh, today I want to cover with you something called the Wheel of Life. And I think this is in incredibly important uh, and you can search this online. And how this works basically is, let's say you do, you do draw a circle and in the middle of the circle, uh, draw lines going out to the edge of the circle and uh, how many, uh, let's call them spokes, and how many spokes you have depends on how many things you want to track. So generally speaking, in the wheel of life, people track health, finance, career, family, personal growth, personal goals, spirituality, relationships, hobbies, etc. 
Other people may track it in different ways, where they call it emotional, occupational, intellectual, environmental, financial, social, physical, spirit. And once you draw the, the, those spokes from the center, okay, uh, put numbers on each spoke. So the closest to the center is one going all the way up to number 10 uh, for each single spoke, each single line. And then give yourself a mark for each of area that you've chosen and how well that's working for you. And you'll see it's not going to be a, a clear 10 in, in, in each area. Some may be two, some may be three, some may be five. So you'll create another uh, diagram within the circle, uh, which will look quite odd and it'll be up and down uh, uh, with ebbs and flows, peaks and troughs uh, in terms of the way it looks. And use that then to see which areas of your life you want to improve. So if health's down, focus on health. Finance is down, focus on finance, career, family, so on and so forth. And then create uh, a place where you have, let's say, 8 out of 10 for all of them, 9 out of 10. And aspire towards 10 out of 10. And the wheel of life will give you direction in terms of where you're lacking and where you ought to focus. And of course, in that, I've said finance, you, instead of finance, you could have wealth. Uh, and that covers all of the kind of main important things for you in your life. And that will give you direction. So that's all I have time for today in terms of covering the foundations for creating wealth. I've covered a whole host of uh, areas for you from getting to know your money uh, to investing in yourself, being around the right people, uh, having uh, clear goals. Uh, and then I've given you loads of tips in terms of using leverage, compounding, making your money work harder for you to, to carry on learning to creating a, a, an additional income stream, to getting comfortable with debt, to getting rid of all of those stories you heard as a child, which may be holding you back to being comfortable talking about money. So I hope you found uh, this particular topic on Wealth Made Simple useful, and I hope it's going to contribute towards you being more wealthy, whatever wealth may be for you. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.